As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the On Farm podcast. It's Anna with you this week. And we're revisiting something this week that was prompted by a Facebook memory that cropped up for me. I can't believe that it is four years since producer Dave and I travelled up to meet farmer and comedian Jim Smith on his farm to record a podcast with him. Time flies and it's really quite scary, but it's a brilliant episode. In fact, there are two episodes because we had so much chat with him uh, that we couldn't possibly narrow it down to one episode. So we're going to be repeating the Jim Smith episodes this week and next week for you to enjoy. If you have listened before, I'd recommend listening again because it's brilliant. Obviously, stuff has changed since then. I know Jim has had, I think, at least one, possibly two children since then. And a lot has changed in the world. But what hasn't changed is the fact that Jim is... Uh, hilarious and also an an excellent farmer and an excellent ambassador for our industry so uh, grab a cup of tea and enjoy a listen hello welcome to this week's episode of on farm it's coming from my farm in middle of rural perthshire and i'm a farmer and comedian jim smith We're not going to give out the address because Jim's a bit worried about uh, all the stalkers turning up on his doorstep. He's uh, got quite a few fans on Twitter, I think, who are desperate to find out where he lives. And I don't think Morag would be too happy if they all turned up here in a bus. The only stalkers we have around here are the ones that go about with tweed caps shooting deer. (laughs) Give it time. Give it time when you're even more internationally famous. I'm sure they'll be trekking up. If their cars can get up the farm road, they'll be coming here to uh, to bang on your front door. So is that why you keep it a wee bit bumpy to keep them away? Absolutely, yeah. More acts out digging the potholes in the middle of the night to make sure (laughs) they can't get here. Laying dynamite. (laughs) No, it's good. It's good. At least we can see who's ever come up the road. So it's good. Yeah, from quite a distance, actually. So you can hide. Get get dressed. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely stunning. We can see this, the snow on the hills in the distance. That's the Sid- um, Sidlaw Hills. So. Oh, okay. So I were just looking east on the, down the Vale of Strathmore, that kind of flat plain. Mm. That's God's country. That's where I really want to farm, you know. So once you've made your millions, you're going to buy another Maybe farm. Maybe I, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, well, it is beautiful. And we've picked a good day for it as well. It's calm and mm. blue skies and it's lovely. So uh, and we've got the the, uh, the cattle shed behind us, so the... They're just when we arrived this morning, Jim and his mum, who I think does a, a lot to help, doesn't she, Jim? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're busy feeding the cattle um, with a, this. What I love is this beautiful pink bucket. I love a pink bucket. I'm going to go and get a pink bucket for the farm. Uh, it just cheers the place up. So uh, <laughs> we arrived and interrupted that task, and Jim's mum's gone in the house, and now we're we're having a chat. So I think we're going to go up and yeah, see absolutely. the sheep as well. If that's all right. Is see that your okay? sheepies? Yes, I totally. Excellent. Absolutely. And you've got a new. 
a day old calf in uh, the corner yeah, there. Yeah, with Kevin yesterday. So, yeah, so we're delighted with that. She was all calved herself and up sucking and oh. all the rest of it. So it, it's great when they're like that. I love this time of year. So she's you know. the first one, is she? First yeah. one of the spring, mm. eye. Oh, so. Okay, I just love this time of year now. Burst into life and mm. we're a bit away from getting some decent weather yet. But yeah, but the, the snow drops are out and you can see the yeah, daffodils coming totally. and it does kind of lift the spirit, doesn't it? it? it absolutely. Yeah. I always think March can turn on a, like a penny. On a penny, it's um, it can be like this one week and then all you need is seriously dry days and then folk are out ploughing. It's a great month. I love it. Yeah. And we're also standing near your new tractor because you were telling me that, that you got a new tractor. Did you buy it specifically so that you could listen to tunes on Spotify? Yeah. <laughs> but you plug in and, and, and so you're quite a regular podcast listener yourself. Uh, yeah, I've, I've listened to a few. Uh, Will Evans and um, mm-hmm. also Michael Blanche with the, the Pasture Pod. Oh, yes, yeah. Still not met him. Yeah, he, uh, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's good value. And then uh, I like... Um, Football from like the, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, oh, and yeah. Scotland used to be good at it. So, uh, <laughs> some good podcasts in that. Yeah. Comedy, yeah, do you ever listen to comedy podcasts or not? Uh, I tend not to, because then if you listen to good jokes, you're like, oh, that's a shame. I wish I'd thought of that one. So, yeah, you don't want to sow too many seeds. Yeah. 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 We noticed when we, were, when we were miking Jim up earlier on, he was wearing a boiler suit and we put the mic inside the top pocket and we noticed, Jim, you've got a wee. It's not black or red, blue notebook Absolutely. in your pocket. Does that go everywhere with you? Absolutely, yeah. Aye. And Just how often do you write ideas in there? Maybe uh, once a day, if I get a good idea, once a day. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have two or three. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll go days with anything. So. Can we can we hear something? Some of these these notes. I know. I don't know. Well, oh. half these won't make it. Um, <laughs> as you know, more I. My girlfriend's expecting, so I'm going to be a father in July. So there's great um, hilarity comparing it to a lambing shed, or yeah, you know, there's a course, joke in here yeah. about how the, we didn't know she was pregnant, but until the scan man came to see the cows, <laughs> just put more again the crate last, <laughs> things like that, you know. So you'd be devastated if that notebook got lost. Oh my it's, god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Photocopy it every night. One couldn't happen without the other. No, no farming, no comedy. Absolutely. In a, I, in a way, no comedy, no farming, I suppose, because no. you need that release to you yes. do just something a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, the, the comedy just started off as a hobby, but it's now a mainstay now. Folk are something to say, oh, you, you just, you, you're going to give up the farming. You know, and I, I can't understand why they would ask me that, because mm. I, I just would never, ever do that. And uh, I know we've got sucker cows here and breeding sheep, but the two things that give you the most bloody hassle at times, but I mean... I mean, the farming is the number one passion. That's absolutely everything to me. I would say the comedy was actually only 30%. You know, it's just that the, yeah. the comedy, just now it seems to be touched with going somewhere. So as well to pursue it just now, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But the plan is for next year to come away with a whole new show. So getting that just as good and, and fresh is difficult. So yeah, the, the pre- there pressure. is a, a wee yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's amazing, just everyday life and talking to folk and yeah. listening to stuff on the radio. It's, it's stuff does come to you. And you're going to be a father in July. Yes, so, I. Uh, speaking so from experience, a... <laughs> I know that that will be incredibly life-changing. Yeah. And I'm sure, well, I know there's plenty of comedy in it if you look for it. Oh, yeah. um, so if anybody can find it, you will. Oh, yeah, totally. So that should be a, quite a 
as long as Morag and the baby don't mind, no, quite a useful extra avenue for some material. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And Morag wouldn't mind. She's, she's pretty funny herself. In fact, she comes up with some funny stuff sometimes and then wants credit for it. So <laughs> it's like, if you use that joke, you need to pay me. So My last stuff was all about when I used to be single and dating and mm-hmm. going out nightclubbing in Perth and young farmers and that. But now it's all the next chapter, the more so-called sensible part of my life. Well, maybe. Know. So how do, you, how do you reckon you split your time at the moment? You know, in an average week, how much are you here and how much are you away doing um, gigs and stuff? Oh, the, when, I, when I was trying to get myself established, or maybe call it serve your apprenticeship, and plus I, I hadn't met more, I, I was single at that point as well, so I would do gigs, maybe, yeah. you know, Aberdeen or mainly Edinburgh, Glasgow. Mm-hmm. But now... Because I value my time weekends, you know, Morag's a school teacher. I'm doing maybe less gigs, but the gigs that I'm doing are better, you know, like, like my yes, tour, it's yeah, a lot more yeah. worthwhile. And you've got an agent who kind of does a lot of bookings for yes, you. Yes, I. Yeah, so that makes yeah. life a wee bit easier. But I'm, yeah. I'm on the, well, the series of breaking news has started again. I'm a weekly panellist on that. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say once a week just now, but that's... Um, but it's all worthwhile because it's ex- exposure and yeah, things, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and you good. must enjoy it, otherwise you wouldn't be, yes, you wouldn't I, be doing it. Yes, aye. It's quite know. challenging to come up with new stuff every week, but yes, it's, it's, it's yeah. good for you too. Yeah. Especially this time of year, I mean, I can just get my cattle done in the morning. It's a bit wet for doing anything else. And um, I wouldn't be seeing that when we're lambing in them because yeah. I think there's two episodes in April, so... Well, um, yeah, because you can't always... I suppose you can... Some things you can avoid doing aye. during lambing time, but yeah. not anything that's that's being determined by other people. No. Yeah. We, we don't lamb till um, the 5th of April. It would normally be the the 1st of April, but I've actually got... <laughs> I've got a corporate gig. <laughs> it was quite good money, so I thought I'll put the tops... Uh, just a few days later. <laughs> so there's a bit of tweaking, farm management tweaking Absolutely. that you can do to fit in around oh, gigs, yeah. Yeah. Aye, because I think folk think I'm away all the time to my comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, and I know I did my tour last year, but it was all kind of Friday and Saturday nights and all within kind of easily travelling distance. Yeah. Uh, but it was worthwhile me doing. If I know it sounds a bit big-headed, but it, it's diversification now, and if I didn't do that, I'd maybe have to go and... Get, go out contracting or something well, yeah. you know so Funny enough that we were talking about that in the car on the way up and it wasn't actually a word that had been in my mind but, you know if you think about it it's the ultimate in unusual diversification and that's yes. what it is people some people will go out and get a part-time job or yeah a lot of self-catering boys, tourism buy a that kind of thing yeah renewable uh, energy or whatever states or that so yeah it's yeah your diversification yeah yeah Aye. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad because I think the size of farm we are now, I would need to diversify. There's a lot of young lads around here and they work really long hours in their tractors. The tractor now, a decent contractor's tractor, it's reliable. You're talking about 80 or 100,000, maybe even a bit more. So yeah. you get that to get the work and then you need the work just to pay for the tractor to yeah, start yeah, with. So it's, it's yeah. not easy. Um, I suppose apart from your blue notebook and a pen, you don't need much <laughs> equipment to... <laughs> Just the imagination. I know, but there's days when I'm... the skill, obviously, but no no capital investment. Well, I, yeah, very lucky. So how did it how did it all start? I know that's a big question. Uh, well, obviously I was in Young Farmers, and um, I used to love being in the panto. Persher, Young Farmers, did a mm-hmm. panto every couple of years. I just I got a buzz from that, and yeah. I just started writing the sketches for it. did you usually it. win? No, actually, <laughs> uh, 
Bathgate. Bathgate ah, were the right. team to beat. Uh-huh. But we did. The last year, I was I was 29 year old. I was able to be in the team. We won it in Perth. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. That was like a kind of World Cup moment. So that was nice. Yeah. But it was after that, I think early 30s, I still wrote the panel for the young farmers. But I just had an inkling to do something else with it, really. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, I thought about starting a sketch group with a couple of our kind of funny guys that I knew but they were, they were all busy and I then started um, well two things happened I, I I started thinking about jokes that would be suitable for stand up yeah yeah and at I, that point you hadn't done any stand up no, no, no in fact I'd never even what well, I'd been to the stand comedy club to watch stand up once mm-hmm. and never really thought it was my thing and then uh, the other thing was Desperate Fishwives from Aberdeen they're kind of like a spin off from Scotland the what oh. Oh, yes, you know, I know, in fact, yes, it's know Buff Hardy's yeah. son was involved in it, John Hardy. Far are you? You should be in Scotland, gone by your adverts. Yes, we do have a centre in Dunfermline, sir. Oh, and fits the weather like it's your call centre. It's quite a nice day. Rubbish! I have a BBC's weather website open, and it is clearly pissing at doing in Dunfermline. <laughs> Far are you, really? And they got a radio series, and I'd never heard of these this group. They've been going for years, mm. doing like all that kind of Doric humour, and I, I was well jealous, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, it hit me like, yeah. It says nature. right. I need yeah. to, I need to try and see if I can do something. I, yeah. It was just something in me. I didn't know how to go about it or anything, but I, I noticed in the stand that. The, on their website they do beginners night on a Tuesday in Glasgow mm-hmm. and a Monday in Edinburgh it's called Red Raw and anyone can apply so you apply and get a f- two five minute slots okay, yeah. so I applied for that I remember filling in the application and hitting the return button and getting <laughs> a bit nervous about it and then had you told anybody you were doing this or was it no well no not until the night it, it, that was like in August and it said oh there won't be any spaces till March because there was that much a big because by then Kevin Bridges had just kind of hit it big time oh, and everyone was yeah, wanting to yeah. try it and then they, they phoned up and said oh we've got a cancellation for next week this is like November do you want it I was like, oh yeah so and I remember panicking but I, I just told my mate a pal of mine who lived in Glasgow and my cousin. I just told two two people because uh, that was it. And uh, well, it's quite putting yourself out there, isn't it? If it's well, not aye, something aye. you've done before, yeah, it takes a lot of bravery, aye. I think. Yeah. But the, it was brilliant. They only charge say like three quid a ticket, so a lot of students go. Mm. So there's like eight acts on, and there's always like a good headliner and a good compare, yeah. and two or three folk beginners, and then there could be the established acts trying out new stuff. So you don't know what they're going to get. So I think the audience are a bit more forgiving. Hmm. But the thing was packed, and um, but thankfully it went feel? went How okay. Oh, I was really nervous yeah. before I sat in the car for about an hour. Well, the first thing I think I left at like three o'clock in the afternoon. It was like a kind of <laughs> pilgrimage, you know. Yeah. Kind of folk waving me off and all. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I had all these screeds and screeds of notes and trying to remember it because it's not like you know I've been that used to doing like young farmers after dinner where you can just go on my notepad mm. and a card. Well, you can't do that. So trying to and thinking, how are you going to manage to speak for five minutes? But it absolutely flew by. Did so, you get a real buzz at the end? Oh, totally. I bet, yeah. I was absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Honestly, I was high as a kite. I drove home absolutely. It was better than any drink or 
not that I take drugs, but anything, <laughs> you know, but it's yeah, just that kind of a complete adrenaline before. hit. And I guess that, but that that's the thing with any kind of addiction, isn't it? It's that yeah. adrenaline that makes you want to do it again. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But as somebody said, hey, Red Raw, the crowd are usually brilliant. So you come off thinking you're the next Michael McIntyre, and then you'll maybe get a pub gig in Largs or something the next week. And it doesn't go so well. Yes. Did that happen? Uh, aye, I've had a few sticky ones. Aye, aye, aye in, the, in the early days. Because, yeah, cause I'm a lot more experienced now and I've got a broader range of materials. So, yeah. But that is, it's good for... It doesn't do any harm. Yeah, exactly. And do you find the farming community a hard audience? Yes and no. Mainly all right, actually, because I, a lot of my stuff's suited for them. Yeah, yeah. I never worry when it's a... It's a farming audience mm. now. Mm. I'd say actually farmers are they're up for a laugh, mm. so you know. Well, yeah, it's always gone down very well whenever I've heard oh, you speaking. Thanks. So uh, it's a, the only thing yeah. I would say is maybe the slightly more conservative ones. I mean, I do f and Jeff a wee bit sometimes when it's needed. I, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, do I it liberal. You know, it's not think, like doesn't it? It's, yeah. Well, I didn't. I've, I've not recently seen anybody fall off their chair as a result. No, of it, that's so fine. I think they'll get right. up and leave. So. <laughs> You mentioned quite a lot in your sets about young farmers and the local community. Yes, aye. So that that's obviously a key part of, of farming. Oh, but also yeah, yeah, absolutely. Specifically for you, like the yeah. local community have supported you yes, in your aye. comedy, but also yes, in your farming over yes. the years. Ah, yes, I good, good neighbours, and mm. I think um, it's it's difficult now because my neighbour David down the road, he's he's a tenant farmer like us, but. Um, with the last kind of remaining tenants uh, around here, because there's a lot of it's all big estates traditionally. Mm-hmm. You know, when an old farmer retired, they would just take it in hand. So there's less and less, you know, farming families. Yeah. So there is less what you can call on, you know. Mm. Even less a community spirit, a wee bit. Yeah. Like the primary school, for example, and I went to it, it was say, oh, there be 50 pupils. And now I think they're struggling, it's only about 24. This farm road alone, there's three farms up it and five houses. And when my sister Caroline started primary school back in '75, uh, no, 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 no. Can I retract that answer? Seventy-eight. Sorry, seventy-eight. Sorry, Caroline. She probably doesn't want you to mention any numbers at all. Are we back in the late seventies? The the the, the minibus used to come up to this corner of the house and then pick up. There's enough people for them to pick up. And there's no kids now between the other side of the road as well. There's never two farms up there, or traditional was two farms. Yeah. There's there's no kids, so and I was feeling guilty about Glendelvin maybe shutting down, but now I can say well, You're if it just make a positive contribution yes, yourself. If it just stays open for another five years. <laughs> and uh, is the young farmer still quite vibrant in this area? Uh, yeah, mm. I, a local club bank foot. Uh, I'm very proud of them. They've actually just won the national speech making for the second time in four years. Oh. So they'd never won it, ever. And then they've always been a small club, but beautifully formed. I said they, they, they've got the members that they do have yeah. are superb. So yeah. I'm actually I'm vice president, but I haven't. Well, I'll get to the AGM next week. That I haven't been. I'm meeting for ages, but they had their 70th anniversary there. So they managed to attract a lot of folk from Perth that maybe come up from different areas, and that was the joke at the top table. It was all. Immigrant workers, the man said, because <laughs> the secretary's, I think, from Dumfries and the assistant secretary's from Elgin. And 
the chairman himself's up from the so, south. Yeah, so you've solved the diversity yeah, problem in one yeah, fell swoop. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you mentioned just there what one of your sisters. I know you have two sisters. Yes, I. Um, have you always been the joker in the family ever since you were wee? Are you the youngest? Yes, Yeah, I, yeah. So I, were you always the wee brother that was the joker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you, you obviously it pains to highlight. <laughs> oh, I'm only joking. There's only four and a half years between the three of us. So. No, no, they, Claire and Caroline have a good sense of humour as well. Caroline's, Caroline's very good at telling a funny story, actually. Even mum and dad not liked a, a joke as well, so there was always uh, a bit of hilarity. We used to grow a lot of tatties, and so we're always brought up, you know, either dressing tatties in the, in the winter or, or roguing tatties in the summer. And if anyone's done these two jobs, they're a bit monotonous, so <laughs> you need a bit of humour, so especially roguing tatties, so Claire and I would always be at the kind of dragging our heels a bit going up and down these drills but going over um, Victoria Wood sketches or something oh, or okay. Scottish yeah, and Rye so, or, Yeah, you know, so it's, it's obviously aye. been there since the aye. early days Yeah, yes. yeah. But I, I certainly wouldn't say at school I was a class clown I was very quiet actually mm. and just buckled down and got on with it yeah. I wasn't the joker at all really And what are, you, are you still in touch with some of your schoolmates? What do they think about this? Uh, a, a wee bit. No, I, I didn't really. Uh, any mates I did have were farmers' sons, so yeah, I see them now and again. Yeah. You know, we just kind of because um, we just because uh, especially at high school, everyone was into. Well, I do that joke about everyone being in Nirvana and me not knowing who Nirvana were. <laughs> a lot of guys from school would go into Dundee on a Saturday and just go about into the Overgate or whatever it was. I just wanted to help Dad here, so. We never did that kind of thing, but we all joined Young Farmers about 16. That was our thing, you know. I don't suppose you spend a lot of your spare time hanging about with other comedians, uh, but you you will see them quite fairly frequently. I, I do, do enjoy you, Do you company, notice that, that there's any kind of a difference between you and them, given your rural... <laughs> no, there's a lot of them. Uh, there's a few of them actually have uh, farming connections. Or that. Ray Bradshaw, who, who does like... Both his parents were deaf and does sign language. He, one of his shows in sign language. Yeah. I, I think his dad was either a farmer or brought up on a farm. So I'm doing this show in British Sign Language, BSL. What year did that become an official language in the UK, do you think? It dates back to like the 1500s. What year do you think? Have a guess. Well, 1482. 1482, cool. When I said it dates back to the 1500s, you were, you were like, no, I've got a year, I'm happy. Okay, um, Generally, I've done this show about 35 times, that's the worst answer I've ever had. There's a lot of, and I'm, I kind of envious them away, there's kind of young lads in their early 20s living in Glasgow just doing their stand-up yeah. and they're, they're on the circuit now and they're doing really well. Yeah. I, I think a lot of folk thought it was an act, actually. Oh, okay. It, it yeah. took them a while to think, like, is he actually a real farmer? No, they, they ask about the sheep and all that and the lambing and everything. I've actually had a few stay over now and again because... Um, I have to organise a gig at Blurgowrie once a year, so I have some of them staying in. I take them up the hill and all oh, the rest of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. See what they think. But um, So you haven't had to buy yourself a new wardrobe of skinny jeans and oh stuff God, so you can no. fit in all with all these guys? No, I'm <laughs> well past the skinny jeans stage, I think. So, But that's why I like it, because it, uh, they'll do their stuff and it's really funny. And then when I come on, it's, it's, it's just something else that's different. Thankfully, I mean... Well, there's plenty of funny farmers, but thankfully they're not all trying to cut it to stand up, or else they'd get, you know, that niche market's <laughs> covered. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep stay out. But no, seriously, though, are have there ever been? Are there any other stand-up 
Oh, well, Farmer comedians. Well, the, the, or are you the first? No, um, the great inspiration for me growing up was Colin Campbell, who uh-huh. was just a genius, I thought. He did like local radio, it was called Colin Campbell's local radio show, and he would go like to, uh, go, Aye, hello there, he says, welcome to Radio Tariff, and then he'd go, hello, welcome to Radio Betty Hill up here in Caithness, right enough. You know. We're swinging and a-chingling through the day, Johnny Paul sends a lad to keep you gay, he's completely tireless, so tune in your wireless, till swinging Radio Caithness. Well, hello there, hello, hello, good morning. Good morning and welcome to Lial here Del Radio Keithness. I was listening to him mm-hmm. when I should have been listening to Nirvana basically. <laughs> so so now he's still the leg- he's leg- legendary, you know, but I don't think he was appreciated much really south of Stirling, you know. Mm. So there's a few young farmers tried it actually and um there's guys I know that I would love to see do it because they're really naturally funny people. But they're not but not keen. No, just they've got the confidence to maybe in a, in a, a party or something, but it's different going up yeah, the stage. Yeah, well, it takes you know? a lot of guts. You know, you, you took, I think it must have taken you a lot of guts to, to click submit on that first form for the yeah. stand because it's yeah, it's putting yourself out there and yeah, not, ev- not everybody necessarily wants to do that or can, yeah. can kind of aye, see how they're going to cope with it down the I road. I think you've really yeah. got to want to do it to get through the yes. the, the yeah. fear, aye. And ha- how do you feel about the kind of status that it brings, the kind of fame and the kind of I, sex symbol I stuff? I know, know, I know you're like, laughing, but it's, like, it's serious because you do have you do people. have people who are messaging you on Twitter, should we say? Uh, all these folk lasses with double barrel names, <laughs> Tanny Lee. <laughs> it's not so much folk messaging me directly. It's ah, there's a few nice flattering comments on Facebook, you know, in my when I put out like a farm diary or something. Mm. But nothing, you know, I, I can't really say what they say, but uh, <laughs> I, you must read it more than me. I don't, I don't need, more eggs block me from reading look, it. Don't have a look, everybody, don't have a look. We maybe won't put it out on the podcast. <laughs> do you feel embarrassed or you just kind of like take it on the chin? And uh, just no, well, I'm not really, um, it sounds big, I'm not going to say, hey, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's all part and parcel of the thing, you know, <laughs> I can handle it, you know. Uh, no, I think if they saw me dressed like this, they <laughs> would thank God. I think, to be fair, a lot of expat uh, Scots appreciate it, and mm. that's the beauty of the internet and likes of the farm diaries. And you know, in because I usually put in that kind of Doric kind of accent, northeast accent, and yeah. it does appeal to a lot of folk abroad. You know, and if they happen to be second-time divorces for the Midwest America, so be it. You know? <laughs> Because I always think farmers look down upon, but there seems to be that kind of that kind of rug. I think they all think we're cowboys and just ride about on horseback, you know, <laughs> kind of wrestling a calf to the ground. Well, of course I don't do that. I've got... But that <laughs> actually raises um, that actually kind of raises something else that I wanted to ask you actually, because I, th- I think and it was my husband who mentioned this. I said, oh, "I'm going to see Jim Smith. What do you think I should ask him?" Because you listen to this podcast, you know, mm. what what do you want to hear? He said, "Well, actually, he said like if you're being, if you are going to be serious for a bit, I consider Jim to be an ambassador of farming. You know, p- many people do have a misconception of what farming is really like, yeah, and, aye, aye. and by becoming the famous comedian farmer, Jim is actually highlighting 
what farming is, the oh. fact that farmers are normal and yeah. and that they're business owners and business yeah. people, not just, you know, kind of chuchas who are driving around yes. or riding around on horses. And so as much as, you know, this is your career, I think you're actually doing a great service to well, the agricultural industry. So kind of just interested so. to what see what you what you think about that as part of the role, which is maybe incidental. Yeah, it is. Because certainly, I mean, I, I'm quite happy to help fight the corner along with the likes of Adam Henson and especially this farming life I think that's been fantastic especially oh, the, the last yeah, series with yeah. the, the budge girls from Shetland and, uh, and and Raymond Irvin and guys like that just honest hard working people that's why it's so popular because folk want to know the people I mean I know it's mm. cute they've got the animals and all the rest of it but you know folk want to know the, the, the people yeah. and, and we're not and we are they do have that uh, tarnished we are labelled a wee bit of having that kind of thing we all fly about in four by fours and we've all got 12,000 acres and you know that kind of thing and then there's the, the other side of it you know like you'll see an advert for crisps or something and the guy's going about in a, an old Ferguson cabless tractor well that's you know it's that's so yeah, i think no trying to get the real yeah if i can help um promote a that farmers are actually okay <laughs> <laughs> nice normal people yeah. and well that's a, a bonus you yeah. know just as long as you're not creating the expectation that they're all really funny because they're, they're not <laughs> <laughs> no, no there's a fair few you should do some in the most i've met some Lovely people, but they would look well in a Father Ted sketch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then I've met some great characters too. I mean, we're very fortunate. You've got some great characters. Yeah. A lot of who I've based my comedy on. Yeah. So. <laughs> Naming no names. <laughs> I'll go, um, Oi, hello there, it's uh, Farmer Jim here. Oi, oi. Just want to say thanks for tuning in and taking a minute to your day and listening to the podcast on the... Uh, about farming and telling jokes like you can. It's been brought here on up in the farm like you can. A bit brings a bit of glamour to to, to the lambing field like you can. Oi, oi. Floss! Floss! That <laughs> dumb dog. Spot on. <laughs> we came here to Jim's farm to record one episode of the On Farm podcast, but we've spoken for such a long time and had such a good blether um, that we've decided to split our chat over two episodes. So do make sure you're subscribed. Share On Farm with any Jim Smith fans that you might know. There's loads of them out there. And we'll be back with Jim next week for the second part of our chat.